right, thanks for joining us on the Absolute Gamer Show. I am J.A. Larock, and today we're going to be talking to Pedro Guerra. Is that correct? Is it pronouncing right? Because I, uh, I messed that up. That's definitely really close, uh, Guerra. You don't Guerra. even pronounce the... Ah, okay. We're close. You're better than a lot of other people. So. I, I, I've been known to butcher a name, and with a last name like Larock, <laughs> I have a lot of people say Larocue, Lara this, Larocue. Yeah, so I, I'm really careful to, to try, but I, I constantly fail, and, and my friends make fun of me for it. So I was glad I was at least close no, in the ballpark. You were definitely real close. That was good. That was good. Cool. So Pedro is a programmer and designer for Good War Games, and he was also on the GakuCon cruise that was just just went a couple of weeks back. And um, I really wanted to, you know, first, thanks for coming on. I really wanted to just ask you about, like, how was the event? Like, starting with the Wednesday when you got to meet people. It was at David Buster, right? Yes, it was, it was at David Buster's. Okay, so, like, what was that like? Because, I mean, the whole idea of talking with different people who were going on the cruise, it really mm -hmm. sounded awesome, that idea of being on a cruise and it being you know, gaming land related. But uh, how was that first day to meet and greet at David Buster's? Um, the meeting here was pretty good. Also, I apologize. My dog is in the background going crazy. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about him. Um, but as far as the land event went, um, it went really good. Me and, uh, and Alex, our, our, our main programmer, got there late because we were working um, like our day job. And then after the day job, we were trying to put some stuff together real quick for, uh, for the game that we were making for the convention. Um, and then when we got there, everybody was already kind of just set up and it was really good. We had a couple rooms. One of the rooms was mainly a bunch of uh, indie games, um, including some tabletop games and some of like the indie companies down here. The other room was set up for like some of the VR and some other games. Um, and it went really well. We, we had a, a pretty decent turnout uh, from what we were expecting. A lot of people got to try out our stuff and talk to us and, you know, kind of get a little more feel of what's going on here in South Florida. So it, uh, the, the landing went, went really well. Nice. So in case people don't know, the GakuCon was uh, a cruise where they had the meet and greet on uh, Wednesday, and then you went on the cruise, and you went on a cruise. There was other people there. It was like a carnival cruise, but there was a large group of gamers that got together to make a land party out of it, and it came out of uh, groups down here, Make Games Miami, Gaku uh, Game Trip, and uh, Miami Developers. So it's you know all this miami-based gaming community coming together and i really just thought being to uh to a lot of conventions that you know was a great idea and with like the different events that you guys are going to have on the cruise and the fact that you know you're there with other people who are not uh part of that land party i was always curious about how would that play and like talking to some of the people that went there like fatality stuff like mm -hmm. that it was interesting about that idea what was it like, you know, just going on the boat? Like, were, were there people, like, looking like, who are these guys? Um, it was definitely very interesting. Um, I had never been on a cruise, so it was also my first experience on a, on a cruise. Um, but for the most part, like, we kind of just know, walked down as normal. Um, and we kind of little events planned out throughout all the four days. Um, and then we also, after, I think, after the first day of being out is when we were able to set up our, our land room. And we essentially got the entire room for the rest of the, so for, like, the rest of the cruise, for, like, four days, we were in there. Um, like 24 hours a day, we had the entire room. Um, and it was great. I think we probably set up the largest LAN event uh, ever to be set up on a cruise. Nice. So that was really interesting. And um, we had a lot of wonders from like uh, from the cruise that weren't part of um, of our event, wondering and kind of ask what's going on. And we had a lot of crowds, even from the workers themselves on, on the cruise uh, ship, going in and be like, oh, look at these guys. Everybody's playing games. And it was really interesting. We got a few uh, people come in and kind of inquire more and stuff. It was, it was really great. It was actually a, a really interesting time. To just be overall, on the, on the 
yeah, yeah, overall, like not being on a cruise before, I know that even that alone can be interesting or shocking, depending on how you look at things, because, you know, you're there on a boat, but you have all these things, but some people still feel right. that confined space. Like, how was it overall just being on your first cruise? Um, it was it was interesting. I didn't get seasick, which is really great. Um, I know some people did, um, but it, oh. it, was, it, was, it was interesting. There's a lot of food involved that I consumed. Um, Definitely. So, so that was pretty great. Uh, but the cruise was really fun. I uh, like being out at sea and stuff, and it's kind of calming in a way. We stopped at uh, Key West and then we stopped at uh, Cozumel um, in Mexico. So that was really interesting too. And um, overall, it was a great experience, and I would probably go back again. Would you like, say that there, like, do you know if there was a bunch of people who that was their first cruise? Um, I know at least a few of us from our group, it was the first cruise that they go on. Yeah. Nice. So that was, uh, oh, yeah, that was, that was definitely really cool, really cool uh, to do. So, uh, yeah. so what was it like the interaction? Because one of the things that at conventions is, you know, what kind of access you get. Sometimes you have the guests that sit at the tables and you can kind of talk to them unless their handlers mm -hmm. are pushing you off. And then you have some of the big guests that they get up on stage, talk and not, but you don't really get to really interact with them. One of the cool things talking with Fatality and Greg Street was how they were saying, you know, they like interacting with people and being able to have people come up and talk with them. Did you feel that more closer experience being on a boat where it's not, you know, keep away from the, yeah. the famous people. Yeah, honestly, since we had such a small group uh, going, this is the first uh, year that this event goes through and we had a, a fairly small group. It was actually very personal. Um, there wasn't any of those lines or anything. It was just kind of like, you see the guys, you go up to them, you talk to them. Um, for most of the time, like everybody was in that room, like at some point in the day, just kind of playing games. We set up the LAN event or like, you know, like the LAN uh, computers. We set up like a, a VR um, area where, um, Nero from Destructoid um, kind of helped us set it up and everything. He was just kind of there chilling and showing us some games. Um, and then also like Fatality and Greg, they came like, oh, we had a one day was like a QA session with them three, um, you know, kind of taking uh, questions from, from us, right? From like the group, from our group. So that was, was like a, one really nice event where we got everybody together. And then they were just coming in and out. Uh, but for the most part, we went in there and it was just like, hey, how are you guys doing? You know, kind of let's play some games. Let's talk a little bit, you know, about any anything really it was a lot more personal than um just like the quick meet and greets um that you normally get on regular conventions so i really enjoyed that aspect it was really great would you say that you uh, people also like did things like going on up on the in the pool or the hot tub things like that or was it more like centrally in in the room that you guys had no set up? i think everybody experienced every piece of that cruise like everybody will uh like you know went to the hot tubs went to eat went to you know um i know they have like casinos on ships so i know like a few people went to the casinos um or like the clubs yeah so we it wasn't just the game except the last couple of days though we were pretty beat up from like cozumel and everything so we kind of just stayed in there playing games a lot <laughs> what was the top yeah. game um funny enough i think the top game like the the surprise hit of our of the cruise was um uh gang beasts i don't know if you've heard of it it's uh it's like a rag dolly fighting game with really wonky physics uh but it was hilarious and we even had a little, a little like prompt tournament um for it because uh it was a surprise hit but we also played a lot of them um, a lot of quake a lot of counter-strike uh a lot of team fortress um, a lot of people played uh, one of our games, um, or both our games, actually. We showcased the, the Gaku Bra game that we made for the convention. And then we also were, uh, were showcasing Hyper Bay, which is a, a game that we made, uh, a game, a very short game that we made last year. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, and then some people played uh, Flapping Nuts, which is 
our our new artist's uh, game that he's been working on for a few years now. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of um Guitar Hero Live, I think is what it's called. And then we also played a lot of stuff like uh, Cards Against Humanity and like a few more tabletop games. And even created like uh, a, a weird pirate like tabletop RPG that kind of went along and it got really weird. And that was after like 24 hours of people sitting there and just like going nuts at that point where it turned into like some crazy demon spawning bar thing. I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird, um, but it, it was pretty great. So yeah, it, it was a little bit of everything. Gang Beast was definitely a surprise there for us in terms of like a group play. Like everybody kind of huddled around like towards the end to, to, to see that. So that was fun. It's really just cool, you know, for Miami to be able to get the people who here are making games and here who are interested in gaming together. Um, and the, I was really happy to, to hear that the cruise went well and you had a good turnout and stuff like that. So I guess from now it's just about trying to make it bigger, get more and more people to come now that they see it's something that's viable. Yeah, I think uh, GakuCon 2018 is already in the works. Nice. Um, so yeah, so that that's coming. That's coming up. Uh, and I think I think there's going to be a small pivot in uh, the people um, that we're going to try to reach out to, and I think we're gonna it's going to be a more uh, focused on developers. From last time the organizers told me, I'm not 100 percent though, so you can't take my word for it. And you got to wait, I guess, for the uh, you know for the for the upcoming news about GakuCon 2018. So that's cool. So just indie games in itself. Anyone's trying to create games, you know. It's, it could be a difficult process. If you have the skill, if you have the time and you have the money, you know, you can put together a game, uh, but it's different to actually be able to continue with it and try and get your name out there and, you know, keep your company. Uh, can you tell me about what made you want to like just first go into, you know, designing, creating games sure. and then how'd you get connected? You know, how did uh, Good War Games come together? All right, uh, well, there's a, there's a cool story. Um... I was studying at FIU. I was doing uh, electrical engineering. And then I, right after graduation, I didn't want to do engineering and I've always wanted to work in video games, but I have zero experience. And who was I going to apply to that would take me, you know, knowing nothing or thinking that I, that I knew things, but, you know, I didn't. I like, in hindsight, I didn't know much um, of what I know now. I think some of the ideas and designs are still are still solid from what that I thought back then. But um, just experience teaches you a lot of things, and experience also humbles you a lot and shows you how to how to look at um, you know at things differently. But either way, at the time, um, I, I wanted to make games and I wanted to get into the industry. And I called up a couple friends and now we kind of pitched them the idea of this crazy game that I had, and they heard me out and they they're like, "All right, we're in." And then from there, we they went ahead and they got like a couple more people um and pretty much all the people that they got at that time are still on the team now um and i, I essentially like i sold them the dream and then we we kind of got together and we started chasing that dream together right um and it's, it's very difficult um at, at that point you have to come up with plans of not just making games but then like how to get out there you know how to how to get known for us it's still it's been three years since um and we've gone through a lot of ups and downs and a lot of learning but we also put ourselves in a position here in Miami where a lot of people in the development scene know us in Miami, right? Because we go out to community meetups, we go, we talk to people, we reach out, we, we let people see what we're working on. Um, right now we haven't uh, really made a, 
like a big game or like a full like on production we all work full time and then we we make games in our in our spare time but um we've been getting really really good at making really small things really fast uh the game we made for Gakobra we made in 10 days um and it's it's fairly small it has two levels only a one kind of character but the overall gameplay all the systems all the art all that came together in a really like fast amount of time so we're trying to see um, what we can push ourselves to do for the next project, which we're kind of in the works already. So, yeah, it's, it's all about it's all about having the idea and like the dream and just kind of really chasing it. So. Yeah, and one of the things that you hear about a lot when I talk to people who are either indie in film, music, or games is that to get that starting group, you know, you you want to find people that you can work with that, but people that are also committed because, like you said, all you guys have jobs that you're doing as well. So it takes a commitment to come together after work, after family life, whatever, and still put in the yeah. time. And then to remember, hey, you know, fame and fortune may never come, but if it comes, it's gonna take time. Was it, how was that like just keeping everyone together and not everyone thinking, hey, games, I'm gonna be a millionaire <laughs> in two weeks, right? And you're like, no. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't think, everybody that came into this is because they wanted to do it, right? Like as a, like they want to chase, they want to make video games as a career. They want to do something um, that they want to do. And it's it's very difficult to stay motivated in that aspect. But um, as long as you're dedicated and you're, you're honest about it and you're, you know, when you have like us, it's developing the um, group culture, right? When you have like the people that have the same culture as you do, that believe in the same things you do, it becomes a lot easier to stay together, um, even through like the harder times. We haven't gotten a cent. Uh, we haven't gotten a cent um, from like our games, right? For instance, like publishing or anything. We haven't really sold anything either. Um, but we've still made quite a few projects together. And um, even if you don't walk out with him and fortune, you walk out with a lot of experience. And that was the main goal for us: gain the experience that we need to make like really cool things. Um, and that so far has been like our reward. So yeah, it, it's it. You you will always gain something out of it. Right, not just the fame and fortune, because you, like you said, fame and fortune uh, may never come, <laughs> but the experience will come, like regardless, and it will stick with you for whatever you do later. And overall, like when you you're putting something together, like when when you're working on something, and then you talk about going out and being public, uh, especially here in Miami. You know, uh, one of the great things about Make Games Miami is it's the same thing like Film Miami. They don't want everyone to be like, oh, I have to go to L.A., you, you know, you can stay here, but it's important to reach out to the community. And that's what's great about a game trip and the Miami uh, game developers. You have all these meetups. Can you just talk a little bit more about, you know, that point you made about being social, being seen, because that's really important. Right. Yeah. You have to make sure that you are out there promoting yourself, not only as, like, as a person, but like as a group or your product as well. Um, it's extremely important in any circle. Doesn't matter if it's here in Miami or in California or wherever. You, if you, if you make the greatest game ever or the greatest movie ever, and nobody sees it, like, what do you have? Right? You could be happy with yourself, but, but what did you really do? Like, it's your, it's your opinion. Even if it is or not, like, you need to, other people to see it. You need other people to give you feedback because that's the way you grow, and then that's the way that you you get further reach for any like creative. Um, like creative endeavor that, that you want to, that you want to have. Um, so I think it's extremely important here in South Florida is it's very difficult uh, because the community is still small. We've been trying to grow the community for a little bit now um, and it's definitely getting bigger and we're getting a lot more attention from a lot of different places. And it's thanks to, you know, people like you that are, you know, with obsolete gamer 
or like Gamertag Radio or Twinfinite and just the, all these other smaller publications that are always helping us, you know, get more reach, right? And that's important. Like uh, media is, is extremely important, but you won't meet anybody from media or you won't meet anybody that will get yourself out there if you don't put yourself out there as well. And I think that's one of the most important things. And a lot of people seem to overlook that. Um, and yeah, for here in South Florida, it's extremely difficult. I, I was considering even writing like a blog about um, being an indie developer or an indie creative in South Florida and like what kind of um, what kind of barriers you have to overcome in order to like really make it. So yeah, it's an interesting you, topic. Would you say that maybe in, in South Florida, it's more difficult? Cause it's like, I spent a little time in LA and one of the things that I saw being in film is people just going around doing little shoots. So it's like, even though you have Hollywood and that's like the big top of the mountain, every, you know, you can find that community where people are trying since, you know, a lot of people look at LA for gaming as well, or San Diego, things like that. In Miami, was it harder to, you know, get that community running because people are like gaming in Miami? Nah, that, nah you got to go to LA. Yeah, I think you definitely um, have a bigger struggle. We had a bigger struggle in that sense because everybody thinks about LA or, you know, Seattle or even Canada or just anywhere not South Florida. South Florida's culture has not been one for developers or at least game developers in general. I'm sure there's, you know, like web developers, stuff like that, that uh, it's, a, it's a pretty decent business. Um, but in terms of gaming and just art in general, it's, I think it's a little hard. Art, that's not like music. I think uh, the art scene in Miami for music has been pretty good um, historically. And um, recently some of the like graphic arts and stuff, like we have the Wynwood um, area that's always showcasing artists from like all over. And it, that's also growing, right? But that's been in the past, like, I want to say like maybe decade, less than a decade that that's been kind of growing. And right now it's when video game uh, development is really starting to, to pop its head up um, in South Florida. So it's, it is a struggle. It has been a struggle because at first you think that you're alone. It's like, oh man, I don't, we don't have anything down here. It would just be so much easier to go somewhere else. Um, but some, and so to an extent it is, uh, the, the, the talent pool here is not as big or as diverse as other places, but there is uh, a talent pool down here in, in South Florida. Like there are people making things and 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 doing work um, on video games and in like even movies or uh, you know art and stuff. So yeah, I think it's not known, but it's definitely growing uh, here in South Florida. Now I was looking at your website, uh, GoodWarGames.com, and as of course you already talked about Gaku Brawl. What was the first game that you guys uh, put together? The first game that we put together that we put out in the ether of the interwebs was actually uh, the first iteration for Wasabi Horizon. Um, before Wasabi Horizon, the reason we came together, we we're working on a game uh, called Golden Sea. And it was my original uh, concept, but it was like this insane, like overworld RPG that everybody starts off with. Um, and even though there's some still cool ideas for the systems and some of the designs we came up with for enemies and stuff, that was, that's still really great and still um, in, in our, our, our idea bank. Um, but that there was no way that with our zero experience in making games that we were ever going to pull that off, like the way that we wanted to. So we decided to tackle a smaller project. Uh, the first iteration of Wasabi Horizon was, um, a month long, uh, game, uh, game development competition. Um, I forgot what was the name of the website. Um, but we ended up, you know, coming together and, and building a, a small, um, game where you have to draw a line through and like well, so you have to from wasabi to the gate and draw a line through all the enemies and then you get a quick time event to slash the enemies if you don't press the button at the right time you you know uh, you get killed and you have to start over 
Um, and that was our original design. And it's, there are some videos out there somewhere. Um, if you, if you're fortunate enough to find the original art, but that was definitely the first thing that we were put together after that, after that was done, we decided to kind of maybe pursue the project a little more. Um, and the project itself has gone through like three or four different iterations and game styles until we decided on the one that we were currently working on now, um, before re as recently as like the last couple of weeks, we've decided to pivot away from that particular project at the moment, because we feel it requires a lot more time, um, and resources um, to really make it what we want to make it. Um, so we're trying to find other ways to, to bring ourselves up before we can get back to that project. So overall, like when you guys are thinking about, I mean, for this one, you, you said you had like the concept before based off of something that you were working on. When you think of like your next game or something like that, since you guys are going for something like passion, you know, like uh, sometimes when someone's making a, writing a book or making a movie, they're not going to think to themselves, hey, what movie's hot? Comic movies. Let's make a comic movie. They'll make it because it's just something in their head. Is that what happens when you guys get together? It's just like, hey, I really want to make this game because I like it, not because it's the new flavor of the month or the new flavor of the year. Yeah, I don't think we've made a game so far based on like, oh, this is what's hot. We've Every time we've gone to make a game, it's based on, oh, what do we want to play? What's, what do we want to see be made? Um, and how can we go about it? And how can we make it ours? Um, I think one of our strongest points that we've gotten so far has been our, our art. Everybody always comments on how great the art for all our games look and how stylized and it's, we uh, specialize in traditional like 2D art and animations um, for Unreal Engine, which is another feat entirely, which uh, normally Unreal Engine is not really used too much for 2D. Um, and we're kind of been on the forefront of that movement as well. Um, so yeah, most of the time we just kind of start, you know, shooting ideas like, hey, well, I want to make a game about this. Honestly, we usually have already something that we want to make before we even finish another project. We're already like, oh, you know, this is, this sounds really cool. This idea looks really great. Look at this art, uh, you know, like this drawing for this or this mechanic sounds really cool. Let's make a game out of it. That's not to say though that um, you can't, you, you always have to look at like markets and see if your game is even viable that after you make it, it's going to do well, right? Because to keep a company afloat, you have to sell games. At the end of the day, you have to sell in order to stay afloat. Um, like I said, we haven't ran into that issue yet because we have made no money. <laughs> We've been basically doing this for free for, for a few years now. Um, it's just out of like what we want to do. It's, like I said, it's growing our experience, like make like learning how to do more things and, in, and with more quality. So that's why we haven't ran into that, um, that particular problem. And we always kind of just do the things that we want to do. And we try to make it ours. We try to really put that touch on it that every time somebody sees it, it's like, oh man, these guys are the ones that made that because they're the ones that like do this kind of thing. So I was looking at your profile on your website and it says like one of your favorite games in the Final Fantasy series. Is there a specific Final Fantasy that you like more than the others? Final Fantasy 12. Oh, is really? my favorite, all time. All that, time. That, that's the one on the, was it, that's it the P, PS2? That's the first one they kind of made it uh, sort of like the, uh, RP, uh, like the online version? Um, yeah, it was at the end of the PS2's life and it had a open world and like no different battle screens. All the enemies were in the world. Right. And like, yeah, like the little thing that shot into the enemy, like to see like a, the, the trace for the enemy that you're, um, going on attack. And yeah, that was the, that was the one that, uh, that looked a little bit like, uh, Final Fantasy 11. Um, and it's amazing. It's an amazing game. It pushed the PS2 
to like graphical limits and just like the game ran extremely smooth. It was really well optimized. The story was really intense. It, it was very political and I, I like political stories in, in video games, but that one in particular had so much going for it and it was so long and so many things to do. Uh, I can't wait for the HD remake that's coming out this year. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. And what about Mega Man? Do you have a favorite Mega Man? Uh, favorite Mega Man? I want to say Mega Man X5. Oh, wow. Probably my favorite. Um, I or just the Mega Man X series in general is amazing to me. Uh, but I think X5, Mega Man Zero for the Game Boy Advances are also amazing games. That really yeah, stick when, out to me. When, but when in general, that was Zero, that was great. The, the, the new yeah. character, I was like, that was sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, but Mega Man in general, I think, as a series, has evolved in so many different forms. And I like most of them. <laughs> To be honest, even like the Mega Man Battle Network that came out for the Game Boy Advances was a really cool game and a really interesting take on the RPG uh, genre. So, yeah, that's definitely my thing. And what did you play in World of Warcraft? I play Holy Paladin for 10 years now. Is my main character, still currently playing. Alliance uh, and Horde. Uh, Horde, all the way, please. <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> Horde, Horde all the way. Hey, you know, um, I was gonna say because if you said Alliance, I was like, wait a minute, is he wearing a, a simple shirt? But, okay. Yeah, no, Horde, Horde all the way, Horde. I even got Horde all the way. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I love, I love Blizzard. I think uh, they're a wonderful company. I play most of um most of the games on a on a regular basis, and I have a lot of respect for that company and what they do and the culture that they breed, um, and just like their designers and stuff, and it's really great. <laughs> Actually, one of the reasons why I even started this company was to get the experience to apply to Blizzard, see if I can get in. So thanks, thanks to Blizzard for putting me on this path of no sleep. <laughs> so last question, if you know, there's people out there who are either in the process of creating a game or thinking about creating a game and they're thinking to themselves, man, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know what's going to happen. Do you, what advice would you give to, you know, like the indie developer programmer that's out there by him or herself, uh, you know, what would you, what would be your advice to them? Honestly, if it's something that they really want to do, then go ahead and do it. And you have to go, like go in and like uh, both feet in because it's very difficult to, to kind of teeter totter between doing it or not doing it because it does take a lot of your time and it takes a lot of effort and you have to learn a lot of things. You have to put your research in, you have to put your community out. You have to wear all the different hats of like a developer. Uh, you have to develop and then you have to like do design work, you know, like theorize, is the game going to be fun? But then you have to put like, you have to put your marketing hat on, you have to get it out there, you know, you have to let people know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. If people think that, oh, it's easy, we're just going to make this really quick little game and um, and make all this money, most of the time that doesn't happen. Sometimes games are made and it does happen for them and that's great. Um, but if you really love the art and you really have the passion to, to do this, um, it's not a glamorous road. It's, it takes a lot of work and, and you lose a lot of sleep and you sacrifice a lot of a lot of time, especially a lot of personal time. Like since I do work a full-time job to support myself and stuff, like I sacrifice a lot of uh, personal time with uh, with other people or going out or, you know, all that. It's, it's um, you definitely have to consider what, um, what you, what you are willing to give up in order to pursue the dream. But, um, but I think it's worth, it's a very self-fulfilling in the end when you make something and then you give it uh for to somebody so they can play it and then you see somebody playing something you created on a screen and it's just like one of the most wonderful feelings i think 
Well, I really want to thank you for coming on and you know sharing information about what happened at GakuCon and about your company. I hope that people go check out GoodWarGames.com and see what you guys are doing because you know you gotta support the just like indie music, indie indie movies. You gotta in, uh, support the indie games too because so many people talk about, oh man, I wish that there was this game or I wish games weren't cookie cutter. Well, the indie guys, they're the ones putting those games together that aren't cookie cutter, that are something that you haven't seen before. And I mean, I've played a lot of indie games over the last couple of years and been like, wow, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> impressed with what's happened in the community. But thanks again, Pedro, for coming on and talking with us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, so we'll be back soon with another Obsolete Gamer Show. But until then, thank you very much for joining us. Bye-bye.